What up, Nashville? 3HL is on the air. Brent Doherty, Ron Slay with you. Don Davenport has the day off. It is cold and cloudy and a lot of kids out of school today. Hey, yo. My kids went to school, thankfully. Yeah, mine too. Good job. There you go. Mm-hmm. Williams County ain't playing. Right, man, Jolton got Davidson County again. They had to. They yep. had to because there ain't anything around mm-hmm. here. Show ain't. It had to be, you know, the slopes are open on Mount St. Jolton, and and uh, everybody's rock and rolling up there. They're drinking hot cocoa with a little bourbon in it. I don't know what they're doing, but Mount St. Um, <laughs> that's what's going on. Uh, so um, we'll get into tons of Titans talk uh, today, obviously. Uh, but uh, last night, so this is a big part of uh, my relationship with this guy, Ron Slay. By the way, we need to introduce Ron Slay properly, right? I'm in the building. I'm in the building. Hey, I'm in the building. 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 So I don't even remember what hockey game it was, but I went <laughs> I went under six goals. I think it was a was the Devils playing somebody last night. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you had going on. <laughs> I don't know what you had going on, bro. You start texting me about, man, are you watching this Kentucky game? And I'm like, I sent you a screenshot of that hockey game because it was like they were at five goals like early in the third period. I'm like, no, I'm paying attention to this. <laughs> and, I was like, uh, this dude ain't even watching basketball. And so I uh, ended up winning that. Like no <laughs> goals like in the last 15 minutes of that game. Um, so then uh, come to find out about two minutes ago, you told me you went in on a hockey game last night. Yeah. <laughs> Only because you did it. And I was like, man, it don't make no sense for because I usually hit you and you'll be like, Nah, I missed out on that one. But then you'll go back and bet it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go back and bet one for him, too. So, yeah, I wouldn't mess with the Anaheim Ducks or something. Like, I ain't, I ain't even never watched them play. I ain't never watched them play the Preds or anything. I don't, like, that was just wild. I don't know why I did that. Preds play tonight? Yeah, I'm on them tonight. They've they lost four, four in a row. Four in a row. It gotta, they got to break the snag coming home. They have to. They got to get off the snag. They, they were home last time. Last, they, um, they were they were home against Vancouver. Yeah, their last game was yeah, at home. Their last yeah. that last game's at home, and so they're back home again. It was a three game homestand. They played the Canucks. They played the Jets tonight. Then they played the Red Wings on Saturday. Oh well, hmm. well y'all got to get off the snap. Y'all back at home <laughs> again. I haven't looked at hockey yet. I'll do it during the break. But uh, All right. but also you went in on some basketball last night, which so I did enough. not, which I did not do. And you went uh, was it Auburn Georgia? Was well, that the Auburn Georgia. The spread was twenty two. I had 21 and a half. Did you? Yes. Oh, you lost? No, I won because I, oh, yeah, I, I took 21 and a half. I took over. Yeah, I, yep. did, I did too. I took the 20. I got it at 22. So and what happened? So at the end of the game. End of the game. Is, see, this dude, is where the non-better doesn't even notice this stuff. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. It's 14 seconds But a 22-point game with one of the best teams in the country and one of the worst teams in the country has you gripped. And the worst thing that can happen is it'd be a blowout in the first half. Because, therefore, you know, you're not going to play your starters too much in the second half. But you can rely on Bruce Pearl to always put his foot on the throat. And he did just that. So it was a blowout in the first half, blowout in the second half, 14 seconds left. Georgia has the ball. They go to the line to shoot two. Wait, number one, why is Auburn fouling with 14 seconds left? I have no earthly idea. It did, the, the technical that gets called was, I mean, it didn't even look like a technical. Was he it a technical reason he was yeah, shooting the free throws? The reason why he was shooting the free throws is because is because an Auburn player went up for the block, and instead of getting the ball, he slapped his wrist, and the Georgia player fell down, and they called a technical on him. A flagrant? Yes, they called a flagrant foul on him, that and he got whack. two free throws. That's whack. I yes. didn't know. See, I, I didn't. So I never, if I listen, if I don't watch the game, 
I'm not going to turn it on. You I'm going to just watch game, the game cast. Game cast on the Yeah, and I'm going to just watch the play-by-play. I'm not going to turn it on because I, I I believe in jinxing and all that stuff. So he goes to the line. He make the first one. I'm sitting there like, oh, come so on, So that man. cut it to 23. That yep. cut it to 23. So he makes the second one. That cuts it to 22 and then and to push. But you lose the juice. Right. So you but lose I don't a few bucks. That. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, no, nah, I want to win. <laughs> so he missed the second one. And the whole time I'm thinking, please. Please, Georgia, don't foul Auburn. Georgia, like, like we don't. I let the time run Georgia. off. Georgia, man, they let the time run off. They dribbled the club, dribbled the ball out, and I won. I almost won the Texas A&M. I went Texas A&M money line. Don't make them free throws. Make a three pointer. <laughs> Texas A&M make a three pointer against Kentucky, who had a bad shooting night. They couldn't make a three. Yeah. Arkansas had a thousand plus uh, game streak from three snap. Last night. Yes. They didn't make one. And the crowd was telling them to do it. Yeah. And they just, but the problem is, as a player, you don't know what to do in that situation, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have like a 14 point lead. And you're like, coach is going to get mad at me if I come over here and shoot a three. Yeah. See, and I would have been the one the coach got mad at. Because you got to do it. Yeah. I'm letting it fly. Yeah. We talked to Drew Max about that. There was Mm -hmm. a game in Florida where they had it late. And and I think Vandy was down big. But got to keep the records alive. But they were all trying to, they all knew. Yeah. And so they were all trying to hit a three. And so Drew finally hit one, like, late. And they only hit one in that game and extended the streak. Can I hit y'all with something? What do you got, Slay? You got an announcement? I got, yeah, I I got an announcement. Is this breaking news? Uh, I don't really know if this is breaking news. This is just an assessment You sounded by like me. you sat on a whoopee cushion, like, <laughs> real slow. <laughs> this right here is just an assessment. Assess- I, assessment. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I've assessed. Well, by the way, on. your hockey game last night was the Avalanche beat the Ducks two to nothing. Yeah, it is. Mine was the Coyotes and the Devils scored five total goals. I should have went with the Avalanche. <laughs> well, yeah, because they won. Yeah, but the more it was giving more money to the Ducks. But <laughs> there's probably that's what they that. fooled me at. Yeah, they fooled <laughs> me at right there every time. But this is my this is listen. This is what I come up with. Okay, man, Ty Ty Washington is cold. The guard for Kentucky. I like him. I didn't at first. I was with you. I like. I couldn't stand. Like I was. Like, what he was. Uh, he was up and down early in the season. Yeah. Now he's more up. Than and down. what I think helped him was when Wheeler had to miss a game. Yeah. When he missed that game, transfer from Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's like he came into his own. And he's riding that wave, man. That man is a. Hey, he got a mid range game. He get to his spots. Let me go on online too with this one right here. SEC player of the year. John Fulkerson. Uh, buzz it. <laughs> Dang it, Slay, I was working on you something You got to else. always be ready, huh? Thank you. Yeah. No to John Fulkerson. SEC he, player he of the year. He was preseason all-SEC, John yeah. Fulkerson. And it ain't, it ain't Scottie Pippen Jr. either. Why you got to be hating on Scottie Pippen Jr.? Because he was a preseason SEC player of the year, huh? It ain't Scottie Pippen Jr. either. <laughs> But I'm ready now. For me, who it is, and the bad thing about this, he's not even gonna get rewarded for it. Big Oscar, I don't know how you say his last name. Shubway. Oh. For Kentucky, yeah. the it big starts man. with a T, but it doesn't. Man, average average is 16 and a half and 15 boards. Almost 20 boards in SEC play. Boards. Dude. He's had four 20 board games until what did he do last night? I didn't see what he did. He last ended night. up with 12 or 13. Yeah. But they they boxing him out with two people. Yeah. And the man finishing around the basket. like, And he's hitting 28-footers against the ball. And he don't make dumb fouls. So you can play him. Hey, man, I'm going to be – like, y'all ain't going to – listen, Kentucky, I'm giving y'all props, man. 
That young man. I didn't anticipate first segment. You're giving a Kentucky. I got something else too for the next a segment. Kentucky guy, not only love but the SEC Player of the Year. Man, I'm gonna be real, man. Because I, what I hate about it is this man is a junior, and anybody that you ever known to play basketball, average 16 and 15, and during their 20 rebounds a game in the SEC, should be on his way to the NBA. This man probably ain't even gonna be able to leave and go to the league. What was West Virginia doing with this guy? Sometimes you need to change the pace. Sometimes you need to change the pace. Sometimes you just need to get out of Morgantown, yep. West Virginia. Yeah, and I mean, you know what I mean. It's funny, like, we'll crack on West Virginia. Yeah. And then, like, people here that are from there will get upset about it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you moved here. That, There's a reason. Come on now. Get out of West Virginia. That's part of it. But, man, get that dude props, man. That, that young man, he'll go get him. I, I love his game. I'm going to be real. I, he won me over. He should get SEC player of the year. Right now, midseason, SEC. I know Jabari Smith is killing at Auburn. Uh, Walker Kessler or Kessler Walker, whichever way you say his name, you for Auburn. Yesterday. He killing. Like, there's some guys going to work. Man, dude right there will force, man. He'll force to be reckoned with. And they right. don't run no plays for him. couple of questions, and uh, we'll ask and this. And the car ain't got no roof. Never does. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll ask this a little bit later in the show, but you can go ahead and uh, feed no us your, your thoughts on Twitter, at 3HL1045. What would the point spread have to be for you to take the Bengals? You you asking me that now? At 3HL1045. No, oh, okay. we'll do that later. Okay. Also, what if Derrick Henry does not play this weekend? Do you still have the same level of confidence? So that right there is what, what if, I wanted to address, too. What if he does not put – nobody's talking about that. Hey, man, what's, how are we on the same wavelength so much? Well, because I don't know. Like, we didn't discuss this, and I was, that was going to be my next point. You're something else with yourself, boy. Johnny! Yes! Listen. We'll go through. It'll be like 4.45 in the show, and me and Slay at the same time will be like, man, I got to go pay the water bill. That's what <laughs> yeah, Slay says. I got to go pay the water yeah. bill. It darn cracks on us every time. So do. <laughs> We're on the same schedule. We are. <laughs> all right, all that coming up uh, as we do the show today. Uh, Greg Cosell at 4.23 HL Film Session. We'll talk about the oh, Bengals-Titans yeah. matchup in a nerdy way. Uh, also, 520, former Cincinnati Bengals safety Solomon Wilcox will join us. We're going we're gonna to give away Titans Bengals tickets in the 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned for that. Ooh. Also, Big Savagery, Ramon Foster joins us next. Stay tuned, 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. You come back with Tupac, I'm just going to let it go. Ooh. Hey. You don't want to with me. You don't want to with me. You. 3 2 one, oh, four, five, the zone. Cloudy and cold out there. Ooh. I think it said 27 degrees when I pulled in. I like it. I like the cold weather. Do you like the cold weather? I do. The hot is what bothers me. I like the hot, too. You can never cool off. You can always warm up. You can always dress for the cold. I used to say that all the time. Yep. Older I get, the more I like the hot weather. But I, I'm down. I'm down. This I mean, I, eighth, listen. This is the eighth snowiest January in natural history. Really? Yep. At this point in my life, man, you can't miss me. I'm just happy to wake up in any, in any weather. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, that's, kind of a sinister laugh by both of us there. I don't know, what, I don't know why. Because that's, that's where we are right there. Babsy, I love you. miss you. Just throw that out there for everybody, too. Definitely true. You know what else? We miss that. I I miss, what was that? (laughs)
Did an angel get its wings? Dude, first of all, yes. on the camera, why am I up so high? And you so look, if you look at the on what, the, on the messed zone with their camera before the show no, started. It's where I am. I'm up high, Brit's Brit's medium, and then hunk so little. Why are we gonna let this man sit on hold? He can just jump on in. Cause this that's is, my dog. This is a big that's savagery. My dog. We call him Ramon Foster, and he has his own intro too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> I fell up on a thread the other day on, on Instagram that had Razor Ramon, and I can't lie. That was a cold-blooded dude, man, who embraced the bad guy role yeah. and played it well. Like, so there was good. none uh, – there was nobody better than him because he was just cool and bad. Are you trying like, to tell me be... you're going to embrace a bad guy role? I can't man. really see that, Ramon Foster. I'm tell- if we have another Ramon hate week, I might. <laughs> See, <laughs> my boy gonna be ready. That's why I miss Dawn so much, man. I miss giving her crap all the time. Well, just get to me. Uh, so, no, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hey, free Dawn. That's what we doing. Free Dawn. <laughs> free. Free Babs. So, do we need to ask Buck Rising when Dawn Davenport's coming off IR? We must ask him. Yes, yeah, that's the problem. Her and you may get off quicker when you bring that up. Yeah, her and so Malcolm Butler just sitting over there, so do hanging out playing spades. I don't know. Hey. Ramon. That's exactly what they do. Um, Ramon Foster uh, with us. It is a playoff week. And uh, I'm going to start with you the same way I started with the other OG, OG, Roger Saffold the other day. Give us a sense as to the difference between playing in a playoff game and, and ramping up during a playoff week compared with the regular season. Ooh, Brent. Uh, it's the, and so you said the word understanding. And that's where it is. It's the understanding of what's in front of you. And, like, if you're a young guy, you really don't know. You just got to follow the vets into the playoffs. But as a veteran guy, you know this about the playoffs, man. You know that the D-lineman across from you has got the mindset, I got to go mess this guy up because all our hopes and dreams rely on this. Mind you, too, there's also the financial benefit of winning games, too, because a lot of these guys have actually been underpaid. Because of you know, because of you know, the salaries are more than what the playoffs pay them. That goes into effect. So you don't want to be playing one game and then you're out of the playoffs. And I'm gonna throw a number out there, and it's still gonna be ludicrous. But you, you're gonna get paid seven thousand dollars as opposed to some guys gonna make seventy thousand dollars a week. So if it's gonna, if I'm in the playoffs, it's worth my while. But not only that, like you're actually in the show, and for the guys like. You know, the Tennessee Titans who got a number one overall seed, that's the other part of it, too, is you don't want to disappoint and let down the fact that you yes. let all of your pre, all of your regular season get flushed down the drain by dropping the ball. So I got to turn it up a little bit more than the guy crossing me. That means as far as wide receivers, I, my route's got to be a little bit crisper. Like I always notice in playoff settings, when you get into the thick of it, practice gets a little bit quieter, not silent, but just a little bit quieter. The detail goes up a little bit more. Because it's, it's not, all right, well, we drop them, we got one next week. That's not yeah. the mindset. The mindset is from the first snap to the end of the game, I'm going to embarrass you. And, and truth be told, on the pedestrian side, on the fan side of it now, as a, as, a, as a fan, somebody who covers the game too, that's why you can't even be mad if a team 
blows you out. Like Kansas, what Kansas City did to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. that's what the playoffs say they should have did. What Buffalo did to the Patriots, that's what the playoffs suggest you do. What you know, the way the 49ers left out of uh, AT&T Stadium in Dallas, where mm-hmm. Trent Williams is getting flipped off and he's laughing at the fans. That's what the playoffs do to you. If I can embarrass you in the playoffs, just see me next year. That's the mindset because I'm going to dog you from the beginning of the game to the end. It's no no coasting in the playoffs. And I say that for the players, for the coaches, and for the fans. There is no tomorrow if you lose. That's why it's an understanding that is different, Brent. Yeah. So you mentioned mentioned the one seed, obviously. So is there – you got me thinking while you were talking about this. Is there a certain amount of pressure that you feel as a number one seed? Because you've been there. I have. Uh, it, it is, and it's the, uh, like I said, the embarrassment of it. Like, when we had the one seed, no, we had the two seed, actually. And um, we had the bye, the last one that we had. I'll never forget, like, when we lost that game to Jacksonville, my whole mindset was, I, I can't believe we lost. You know, like that was the mindset because you've been the big dogs the entire year as far as having a good record, 13-3 and three on the season and yeah. stuff like that. And you, you're like, I can't believe I lost because you're not supposed to because your seeding says you got to go and win these games. And the fact that the Titans are the one seed, like Cincinnati's going to be gunning for them. Like I know, you know, the, the Titans fans, not the players, like to say the underdog. But mm-hmm. like Cincinnati's walking into Nashville – and saying to themselves, we are the underdogs, and we got to go knock off Goliath. And that's the mindset for those dudes. So, like, I do my, – my prediction is the Titans win convincingly. I said boat race earlier. You know what? I'm going to stand by that. But the idea that Cincinnati is going to lay down, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that, look, they got enough swagger, and they're going to lean more into that, hey, it's us versus them. And, you know, the whole article's breaking, you know – they want, uh, they're making it harder for Cincinnati fans to get into the stadium mm-hmm. as far as the ticket, ticket transfer and stuff. The way I'm seeing Joe Burrow approach his guys, he's going to think about that, play in and play out. He might say that in the locker room before they walk out there. Hey, it's us versus all of these dudes out there on the field, including their fans and the people that think that you know Cincinnati is going to get washed out. That's going to be the mentality of it, Brent. And that, that one seed, holds a lot because this is the first year where it's only been one on each side. Right. Man, and guess what, Savage? So looking at it, at this point, you watching this team this year, you covered them last year as well. Do you see a difference in this group? Me, personally, I'm looking at it as, man, you got the one seed. Mm -hmm. So like you said, the expectation is there. Along with that one seed, you still have five to six segments go by on all of the sports networks, and you don't get mentioned. The teams that get to get, get put out of the playoffs get mentioned before you do. Yeah. So when it comes to the expectation and the love and letdown, doesn't the media help that with this bunch this time? With the time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I did an interview a couple hours ago on the Baltimore station about this Titans and, and Cincinnati matchup. Yeah. And that was one of the questions they asked me is, you know, how does this team hold true to the number one seed uh, as, as far as, you know, having the bye week and everything? Do you think they'll, you know, settle in and not really give it much thought as far as the Cincinnati Bengals? I was like, you got to really understand their head coach too. Mm-hmm. Rabel has been in these situations with his past playing career as far as the Patriots. 
they were number one seeds. They were the big dogs. And he understands, I think, more than anything, the identity of what it takes to be a championship-caliber team once you, when you get to this point. Right. And I say this point, too, because they were front runners, but they always played like they had no chance. Mm-hmm. And if you look at their roster, they had receivers you didn't know about. They had the, the fast white guy slot receiver that dogged everybody. They had a tight end that usually you didn't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. And the Tom Brady, who was not agile, and we respect him now, but – we didn't think much of Tom Brady in that extra in that earlier era of the Patriots right. when Brable was playing with them. Yeah. So I told them I was like, the mindset is their coach's mindset. I don't think he'll allow them to buy into the one seed. I think he'll let them buy into the idea, or he let them buy into the idea. Look, you earned your rest. Mm-hmm. But when you heard Raj last time y'all were in Clarksville, what did he say? He was like, man, they got Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off. They were back practicing on Sunday. Like, that's the mentality. And then also seeing the fact that he put them in pass this late in the season. Like, there's no off days <laughs> as far as the mindset of what they're doing. So, I don't necessarily think that they're feeling high and mighty about it. I think they're of the mindset that, look, <laughs> they still got a whole lot to prove because of those points, Ron. Like, yeah. there's – there's absolutely nobody honestly giving them a shot. At yeah, what I don't, I don't do think they even think about it. Right. I, honestly, and, and the reason right. being, the reason I brought that up is because you talk about the one seed, but they've been treated differently than any other one seed that ever has been. Yeah. Like you look across across the playoff picture in the NFC, they're not treated like Green Bay is. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They treat it like they're a wild card team that accidentally got a bye. And nobody can figure out how. Accidentally. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's crazy. So with that in mind, Moan, and you got the you got the vets on this on this front line. Speaking of the O line, and I'm talking of the trenches on this O line and the D line, guys that have been there before. This is not like you walking into it. This team got lucky, got hot at the last time at the last minute, got the one seed, got the buy. No, then they get ready to go into the second. This is a team that has been in the playoffs. They've been to uh, and gotten accolades. They've got a 2,000-yard uh, rusher. They've done it without guys. Like, they're battered and bruised and looking to earn that respect. How do you see it playing out in the trenches for these guys, physically and mentally? Man, uh, you know, my, my, my biggest point, well, my, my focus point of this weekend is one group in particular. It's the offensive line for mm-hmm. those points right there. <clears throat> the fact that they're down, Larry Ogan, Joby, the fact that Trey Henderson is, has become the guy. You got uh, uh, Sam Hubbard, and they got a bunch of guys that they got, a, you know, you know they, they got some playmakers in Cincinnati. Right. But this group that's been together, the run-left mantra that Roger and Taylor got, mm-hmm. them dudes got to show up because they vets. Ben Jones, hey, we, hey, more than anything, and I knew this too, that door's more closed than it is open for him also. Yeah. Nate, you got a lot to prove, too. And Quesenberry, you plan for another contract and opportunity to stay with the Titans or be with somebody else next year. They're the biggest group on the field. They're the oldest group on the team. And the idea that, look, it falls on their back because there's a chink in the armor on what Cincinnati got going on. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, too, the reason I put it on them. Cincinnati doesn't care about the 51 sacks that they gave up. That's what I've learned from talking to Cincinnati media this year. They don't give a darn about anything to do with those 51 sacks because you know why? Joe Burrow is getting that ball out as quick as he can to his playmakers. So if you get to him, fine. But you better get to him again and again and again. And that's a tough task to ask for a group right. play in and play out. You hope that they're doing the smarter about as far as the Titans Z line, the smarter about the rush and getting their hands up and batting balls now and stuff like that and not falling for the okie doke in the screen game, which is what Cincinnati does also. 
So the biggest component to this week falls on the fact that this O-line needs this more than anything for the, for the Titans. And the other part is the longer you're on the field with Derek Herring or Deontay Foreman, because it's more about 22 being back this week, mm-hmm. the better it's going to be for your team to get a win more than anything. It's on that group to run the ball. Because what – run, Brent, why are y'all going to the game? You're going to the game to see the intro. Derrick Henry and if he's back. So that falls on the back of the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Ramon Foster with us. J. Martin Ramon, 6 to 10 weekday mornings right here on 104.5 The Zone. Catch Ramon on Twitter, at Ramon Foster. I talked to an NFL offensive lineman today about Trey Hendrickson because he is good to go. He has cleared concussion protocol. Um, and, And this player said he's got power and he's crafty. And they talked about... We were talking about the, the games that they'll play, like all, all teams run games. But the games are more effective when you have big bodies on that defensive line, and Cincinnati's got that. So I think you're right on it on the offensive line. That's the first place everybody needs to watch, I think. Oh, no doubt. And Trey's a savvy guy, man. He's a, a, a never-die type of dude. I wrote him in my, in my notes, man, big-body guy that has a motor. And those dudes yeah. are just hard because they never stop. He's got low hands as far as, you know, pushing guys back and getting – it's not like with him, he's Von Miller type of where he's bending and breaking the edge, you know what I'm saying, touching the ground with his elbow to get a sack. He's not doing that. He's pushing you back, releasing off of you, and then able to, you know, just crowd your quarterback. Uh, as far as Taylor's concerned, as far as seeing him and Questenberry, be strong, uh, have the ability to, you know, if you stop him, push him backwards, don't let him jump in bat balls, man. He's going to be the guy that leads that group this week because he's demanded that respect also. It's not like he's the impossible task. You just can't die out with him because he's not going to quit. And you know what? I respect that out of him, but he got to get it this week, y'all. I'm sorry. Any way he can. If he got a concussion, you know what? Hey, this is what my tackle would do with me. Hey, Moan, I'm going to set him up. You come knock him down. (laughs) That's the mentality on Trey this weekend. Mm -hmm. Buck threw out some really interesting stats from ESPN Stats and Info. Um, that the Titans rank number two in the NFL in terms of least amount of blitzes, right? Like they rush four. That, that's that's yeah. that's their concept. That's who they are defensively, and it helps out that secondary. There's no question. The other part of that stat that I found to be interesting, and and you find this with Patrick Mahomes as well, is that Joe Burrow's quarterback rating actually falls 37 percent when you rush four which means he's trying to decipher coverage, right? When you're blitzing, it makes it easier for a quarterback to figure out things that are going. So when you don't get home, they have a chance at the big play. I I thought that those were two interesting numbers. You know what? Uh, And I hate to keep referencing when I play, but it's best experience to break it down this way. So let me say this. When, when, When I played and we would go empty, and teams would send it at us, you want to talk about lighting up like a light bulb? Yeah. Oh, Ben loved it. Because he knew if this guy come, this guy come, he's got his gaps and holes right here. And don't let it be one of those situations where you send seven, or you send, yeah, you send six or seven, and he knows he's got the one-on-one, he's got guys down the field that can catch it. Oh, you live with that because the test has already been solved for you. Mm-hmm. If I only got five guys in coverage, guess what? I know I can win. I know my guys are going to win. So that's what Joe lived at. The fact that, and I, I had other defenders tell me this too when we were playing against, was like, man, our recipe for y'all when I played was just sit back and let Ben make a mistake. Because in your mind, like you said, you don't know if they're going to be in one, two, cover three, cover four, right. or, or whatever they're going to do, or they're bracketing, they're playing cover two on one side and four on another. Like, that's what teams do to quarterbacks like that. 
Joe Flourish is on the fact that you making a mistake and not being patient. The luxury for the Titans that they have is they can get home with four. You know, Jeff can go bully some guys, but that group right there got to be smart this weekend more than anything because Joe still will run outside yep. the pocket or the idea that, look, if they keep a running back in or, or, or Uzuma, Uzuma, however you say his name, uh, they're tight ends, mm-hmm. they'll kill you in the screen game. I appreciate the idea that you want to knock Joe Burrow out of the game this week, but if the coverage is intact this Saturday and you're able to get to him and at least get into his passing lanes, I think that's where you get Joe Burrow the most. And the two dudes that I'm looking as far as the underneath coverage of the running back and the tight end, got to be Zach Cunningham and it's also got to be David Long Jr. Those two dudes got to have a monster game this weekend. Man, don't isn't it lovely, man, to go out there and have some depth at that spot, man? <laughs> isn't like, it lovely? Man, you feel me, Steve, all day long. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Savage, you look at that, man, and, and you, the, what's being talked about is the wide receivers versus the secondary of the Titans. Um, the wide right. receivers from the Bengals, secondary from the Tennessee Titans. Looking at that, man, what do you see? What What, what do you see that – the Titans will be able to take advantage on quickly um, and just in the secondary period. I think the bodies. Yeah. I think if you got the ability to have uh buyer double, you know, Jamar, if you, mm-hmm. if you got Jack Rabbit and you got Bayard over the top of, 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 of Jamar Chase, then you've got something on it. Or if you put uh Fulton on, on T Higgins and he's a big wide receiver, mm-hmm. like being in zone, to where, you know, David Long Jr., we've seen him tip passes. Yeah. We know what Zach Cunningham can do, too. So if you drop guys deep and play underneath coverage with that right there and you take the top off with Bayer on the back end at the safety position, then you've got something. That's where Bayer is going to capitalize on, a you know, a loose ball that's mm-hmm. in the air as far as the pressure getting to Joe Burrow. The luxury of that is rushing with four. Or yeah. if you do send a linebacker or Elijah Moden, you know, into the box to put pressure on Joe Burrow, get him off his spot. That's the luxury of it, those four dudes you got up front, man. And like I said, the safeties keeping the, the, the top on the back of that that Cincinnati defense is going to be huge because you afforded that luxury of that this year. Your free agents that you signed are actually a part of everything that you got going on mm-hmm. in Bud and in the Nico Altry. Right. I love it. Yep. Ramon Foster at Ramon Foster on Twitter. Catch him again. Jay Martin, Ramon, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. We'll be listening tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. Big savagery. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. You can catch uh, Ramon in our chat uh, Mm -hmm. quite often. Uh, Zone TV, Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. Twitch, please. You can watch the show anytime there. All right. We got two segments for you guys to call in. You got to earn the song. You might get the Family Feud buzzer. Yeah, you can get it. You don't bring it. You get the Family Feud buzzer. So earn it. 615-737-1045. Hunk, look at that. It's like we're crazy. Uh, We'll be right back. Greg Cosell at 420, and then uh, your chance to win Titans Bengals tickets coming up during the show today. Stay tuned. Three, tell 1045 the zone. What up? What up? In the last segment, we're talking to Ramon Foster. Slate points outside. I look outside. I see two snowflakes fall. Really big snowflakes. And that was it. Leftovers. Uh, like, what is... <laughs> okay. Yeah. You going to mess around with Buffalo and Kansas City? I am going to mess around with it's it. It's down to one and a half now. Is it? 
Kansas City by one and a half. A lot of money going toward Buffalo. Man, I, I don't trust Buffalo. Just don't trust them. I think they snake bitten. Seven possessions, seven touchdowns against New England. Yeah. I think they owed that to New England, though. I think they walked into the playoffs with that same mindset that I feel the Titans are walking into the playoffs with. Like, uh, did, y'all wrote us off? Well, here we go. Let Bill me go Jake, and set the tone. Belichick's 8-2 and two against us in, yeah. the, in the postseason? Yeah, let here me set go. the tone. He ain't no played on the wild card game on the road. Let me let me show him what it's like. Eight and two in the last ten. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this is different, man. I th- I think this is different. But um, Titan Nation, that's what we need to talk to, man. Are they coming out in droves for this? Now I know the hype is there. The hype is there without question. You know, will it be in the stadium though? You know how when you eat like a really like a couple of bowls of really good cereal, but like hot chili. Ah, cereal. And it's going to come up at some point, but it's just kind of festering uh, yeah. down there. And it's yeah. just kind of brewing down there like a mm-hmm. volcano. Yeah, I'm which. The eruption's going to come Saturday. It is. It, I know it's it brewing is. out there. Like, I, listen, I'm not questioning the hype at all because I'm, man, I, man, I'm, I don't even know. Here's the thing, though. No lines. Are no lines? Right now. Yeah, see, and that's, that. It, there you go. That's what I'm, you're exactly right. Like, in the chat, the chat going up. It's 90 to 120 the whole time in the chat. They're going off. Yeah, People commenting. Somebody said Vrabel 7-0 and oh, uh, in a bye week. It's really 8-0 eight. Eight oh in a bye week. Now, what you got to realize, man, I, I, I am hearing a, a couple more Cincinnati voices. That's all I'm saying. Jimmy said, I don't really like that. On YouTube, Brent, Brent just compared us to bubble cuts. <laughs> 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 is that what's going on? I guess so. I mean, the pep rally is tomorrow night. It is tomorrow over night. Over at 6 and Peabody. I want to know, though, like Big Staffo said on our show, he expects not only him but the rest of the Titans, too, expect it to be two-tone blue all through the stadium. Oh, yeah. And see, then this go back to. It's going to be old school live in there. There you go. And that's what I'm looking for. People don't understand. I think a lot of people, there's so many new people in the city, they don't mm-hmm. understand what that place used to be like. No, but they're going to get to see. And is this team treated like the number one seeded team in the AFC? That's the question. You got to show me. See, and that, that was my point to Ramon. Like, I don't even think they think even care about or think about the fact that they're the one seed. I think that gave them the off week, and that's and Yeah, that's, so, how, that's how I think they feel so about it. I'm with you. Pull, do you put stock into the fact that you're the one seed, or do you use the fact that you're the one seed? Yeah, this one. Yeah, you know there I mean? you go. Yeah, I wish use you, it. They're using it. Yeah, for that rest. Yeah, and we saw we Without saw that question. first injury report had three names on it, and Without one question. guy was limited. The other two participated. So we'll see. We'll see uh, today. I think it's out actually. Yeah, there's me... only one player that's questionable, and that's Tier Tart. There you go. Hey <laughs> man, what kind of pop tart do you think Tier Tart's favorite pop tart is? I don't know because I only mess with him. Cinnamon, brown cinnamon, man. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. See, you get on onto me about stuff. You yeah, won't but... mess around with a Pop-Tart. You've never had a Pop-Tart? Nope. We're supposed to have, we're supposed to have a... Um... Frosted cherry. I heard that. I heard that in strawberry, cold-blooded. Try, like try that brown cinnamon. I'm telling you. I don't like cinnamon. that one. Dude, I, I ate that through. I don't like college. the cookies and cream. See, I'm a cherry oh, guy. Though. I'm a cherry anything. Shirley Temple. Yeah, cherry, yeah. Like, I'm Cherry's cherry. always Cherry Kool-Aid. Cherry or red. Yeah, that, Always yeah. the best. That's me. 
Fruit punch. But I love cookies and cream. I mess that up. To the point where I have to stay away from it. No, I ain't going to stay away from it. I'm going to go in it. I don't like cookies and cream Pop-Tarts. Oh, so, Pop-Tarts. Okay. Yeah, Frosted Cherry. Need to try that. Okay. 615-737-1045 at 3HL1045. I think an underrated portion of this game plan also falls into Dane Crookshank's lap. As the tight end eraser, as somebody put it in the chat. And I, I totally agree with that. And Cincinnati's got a good one. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, it feels like they've been trying to figure out what to do with Crookshank the last couple of years. Yeah. And now I think they found it. Yeah. In terms of uh, uh, erasing the tight end, which is, which is going to be important in this offense. The other thing is, is I think you have to – and. Like Cincinnati, everybody knows about their throw game and and the explosive plays and and Jamar Chase and all those guys. We all know that. Joe Mixon third in the NFL and carries third yeah. in the NFL and ru- rushing yards. Yeah. Only has three one hundred yard games, but but don't let that eliminate this thought from your head. Mm-hmm. Stop the run. Yeah. Make them one dimensional. Yeah. Because if 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 Joe Mixon's getting like six eight yards that a pop, cool. then you have no idea what's coming. That ain't cool, right? And you know, and you know who else can help with that? Because I know this defense with the depth is going to be fine. The fans, Ty Nation can help with that. Like Mike Keith came on here at the beginning of the week and said people were jumping off sides. My rep just hit me and said, "Man, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand." Man, people don't understand how loud that stadium was, echoing with just exactly what you just so said. So Fred Miller was the guy for the Rams that jumped uh, into six false starts. That's amazing. I think it might have been seven, actually. Man, that's amazing. So I was in the press box for that game. You know I hate being in the press yeah. box. But I had a side side job on that day mm-hmm. where I was calling in reports to the New York Jets uh, <laughs> network. Yeah. And so uh, – it was so bad and so obvious that I got to the point where I was updating how many false starts he had. Yeah, in these reports, um, and that's crazy. He ends up on the Titans. He's a great dude too. Yeah, great dude. But that's that's where that noise can affect people. Mm-hmm. And, and the other part of that, and 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 Blaine and Mickey were talking with Elijah Molden today, and Blaine was trying to put in his head, like, "Look, man, it's going to be loud when they have the ball. So, do you guys have hand signals on defense ready?" To go because so gonna it's be going to be loud, and yeah. he's like, "Well, it was loud in the Buffalo game." And I started thinking in my head, like, "Hey, man, you have no you ain't idea. Even seen loud yet. You have no idea <laughs> yeah. what you're about to experience. Yeah, you ain't even seen. See, it's going to take man. That's what I'm. What? Whoa! See that extra little drilling. That's what I'm trying to tell you, man. Like that's what you got to be feeling. That's what I'm trying to feel from the fan. That's what I want to see walking in. I just had somebody hit me up, um, and ask, um, who was it on on the chat? Fred, Fred, something. Fred uh, now, nah, Eddie Gray, my bad. I said Fred. Fred Sanford. Does this remind y'all Fred of Sanford. the hype before the 99 playoff game against the Colts? Re- no, it's for me because I never got to come to that era because we were playing. You know, I, one of the managers hit me up the other day and said, man, I'll never forget. We were playing LSU, and um, during the Music City Miracle, you were going bananas oh, really? in the hotel oh, that's before funny. we played LSU. So. I, I never got to experience that because we Which were on the road. Because Tennessee plays LSU at again, 5 o'clock. again, again at five o'clock. So there Saturday. you go, man. Like it's, it's, hey man, I'm telling you, hey dog. It's funny how things are circling. Back. Ain't it wild? Ain't it wild? Yeah. Now the Indianapolis week. Here, here's what I remember, and I was in this business at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Music City Miracle happened, and you immediately thought. 
this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. We're going to roll through the Colts. We're going to roll yeah. through the Jaguars. We're going to the Super Bowl. Like, you immediately thought it was the way that it was supposed mm-hmm. to be. So, you know, you you roll up to Indy, and Eddie George has that real long touchdown, and he has a great story about how he's looking in the Jumbotron as mm-hmm. a rearview mirror because he's headed straight down the field, and he's looking at the Jumbotron to see who's behind him and how close they are. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you get you go, them same vibes? Yeah. He kind With of, this group? I mean, you know, we we talked about in the offseason that this locker room they, ca- kind of mirrors that group mm-hmm. in in the fact that they're so serious yeah. about their job. They're so, so they're such professionals mm-hmm. about doing their job. It's really eerie how similar it was yeah. to that to that group or is to that group. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. Hop on in here. We want to hear from you, uh, Philly Mike and JC. Next up, you could be two three HL one zero four five. This one. 